Hi, my name is Kwasi Yabawa. Hello, my name is Emilia Fabrizzi. And we welcome you to the Ropes Talk podcast, the home of discussions about life as a trainee or junior lawyer at Ropes and Gray in London. We seek to provide you with insights into the culture of our firm and practical advice about how to excel as a trainee or make an application to Ropes and Gray. Welcome to the first episode of Ropes Talk London, the new podcast about life as a trainee at Ropes and Gray in the London office. This podcast is for everybody who has an interest in building a successful career at the firm's London office. Today, we are extremely delighted to be joined by one of the key individuals at our firm, which is Ruchit Patel. Ruchit is a graduate recruitment partner at Ropes and Gray and leads our European and UK antitrust practice. He is instrumental to the training program and indeed wider strategy at Ropes and Gray. Ruchit has had a stellar career and in May last year, he was named one of the world's leading young antitrust practitioners by the global competition reviews 40 under 40. Richard, it's, uh, it's great to have you with us today. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm well, thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm delighted to be here with you. On that note, let's get right into the episode. Today, for everyone listening, it's a real opportunity to get some insight into Richard's career, the training program at Ropes, and to get some tips from Richard on how to succeed as a junior lawyer. I think a good starting point, I guess, Richard, is that relatively recently, you've been named one of the leading antitrust lawyers of your generation which is great. What steps have you taken throughout your career, and I suppose particularly at the start, and what habits have you developed which have allowed you to continue to cultivate the level of success that you've had? Yeah, look, it's still a bit of a surprise that I'd be considered one of the leading antitrust lawyers of my generation, just given how many talented antitrust lawyers there are out there. Um, And I guess in my early days, As a lawyer, I really tried hard to focus as much as possible on putting my technical skills. The people around me were just hugely talented and having hugely complicated conversations. And frankly, I just wanted to be able to understand what they were talking about and then contribute to those conversations. And the only way I could do so was just to put in a massive amount of hard yards in understanding my discipline. And I thought that was a really worthwhile endeavor. That was probably the the core of my focus when I was a young lawyer. I also really tried hard to develop strong relationships with those around me, my peers and my friends, and to treat people, uh, whoever they were, frankly, equally and with respect. And then finally, I guess I just wanted to have some fun. I figured that the more fun I had, the more I'd do it, and the better I would be at it. So I guess on reflection, those would be the, the things that I focused on. I can definitely reiterate a point about being fun. The antitrust practice is renowned for throwing some great socials. But I guess just going back quickly on the point about developing into a good lawyer, I heard that a way you can do this is by going back through deal documents and reviewing them. And also, I suppose, just being very attentive as a junior lawyer and getting involved in lots of different sorts of deals and work. Now, at Ropes and Gray, what's the scope for doing that? What's the training program like at Ropes? And is it well attuned to helping develop a strong technical lawyer? To your first point, I was, I was renowned for doing that too. Whenever a document went out, if it wasn't exactly as I drafted it, I'd run a black line, look at those changes, and try, try to figure out what had changed and, and why. I just felt like that was a good learning opportunity. But more generally, I think our platform really provides you with a fantastic opportunity to learn and to develop. You know, first, there's just amazing high-quality work on our platform. So you get to learn by doing, but doing really, really interesting matters. 
for very sophisticated clients. Secondly, you know, just constantly impressed by how hugely talented our people are. So they're fantastic people to learn from and to watch and practice. And then finally, you know, our infrastructure and training program is so strong. That's driven by our culture and our dedication to high quality. And of course, you guys don't need the encouragement, but but I'm sure embracing all of that, you know, is what I think will stand you in good stead for the future of your career. Yes, definitely. And I think even from the perspective of someone being in the first seat, I'm sometimes surprised about how I've developed. I, I'll look at emails that I would have written after I started. I look at how I write my emails now. And I think that that culture of excellence definitely runs through sort of the feedback that we get as trainees. People have reviewed countless emails. You could argue maybe not technically scripted as an email, but that's reviewed so many times. It really does facilitate that development. So I completely agree with that point. Yes, and I think touching on these points raised, given your experience, Richard, and having spent time at other leading firms like Cleary and Slaughter and May, what do you think makes the training program at Roots & Gray unique, and why is it distinct from other firms? I suppose that's what applicants applying really want to know and get at. Yeah, that's an excellent question, Emilio. I'm just constantly and consistently amazed by the quality of our trainees. They're smart, enthusiastic, personable, and they're hardworking and dedicated to our practice and to our plans. And I think that's a pretty rare breed. I think the thing that sets our traineeship apart from other firms is really our culture and our mission. And that growth ambition is really quite a story. I think it's really quite addictive. I think that our training program offers you an education and those kinds of business aspects of law. And it's not just the technical side that we talked about before. It's also more about the business of law and how you grow. And I think that's what sets us apart. And it's so different from many of our peers. We we hope to offer our trainees not only uh, that education in, in, in technical fields, but also in the business of law. For sure. You mentioned earlier about how you're amazed about how good our trainees are. I mean, first of all, thank you. Not only is Ruchik clearly a very strong technical lawyer, but he's also a charmer as well. The point is, you play a pivotal role in making sure that we get the best trainees joining the firm. So I guess we'd be interested in hearing your views on what really makes an applicant stand out, both from the perspective of the firm's technical expectations, because Roach is obviously very focused on giving strong technical advice to our clients, and other things that applicants might be able to bring to the firm. Yeah, thanks, Kwasi. Yeah, so we've expanded our intake of trainees to to 10, but we still receive well over 600 applicants a year. So how we've dealt with that is that we've adopted a blind review process to really eliminate as much as possible conscious and unconscious bias from our decision-making process. We also then added challenging assessments to our assessment day, which are used to get onto our vacation scheme, and then we only hire from our scheme. So the idea being we have three data points one at the application stage, two at the assessment day, and three at the VAC scheme, which we can use to test several disciplines across a period of time. And so we're looking for people who can be consistent performers for us across multiple disciplines uh, and for a really long time to come. And I think that's you know who we look for and who typically stands out for us. It's those people that are able to perform at a consistently high level across all of our different disciplines over a period of time. And I I don't envy them at all. I'm I'm pretty sure that if I were to apply to this firm right now, I'm not sure I would get in and amazed by the people, frankly, who do. Yes, I think touching on these points, it's really interesting to hear and I also think quite pleasing when you're an applicant to know 
that there's not just one thing which could let you down. I'm unsure about Kwasi's experience, but I know personally when I was on the assessment day, there were points where I felt I didn't do as strong and that would sort of be held against me. But taking the holistic view that ROPES does, I think that's really, really a good way to ensure that you do pick up on the right people. Being conscious of time, I think one of the final firm-related questions that we had, and I think it'd be useful for our audience, is if you could tell us a bit more about the antitrust practice and how it fits into the strategy of the London office and the firm on the whole. Ropes has a reputation of private equity, private equity, private equity, but it's certainly not all the firm does. So could you give us a bit more of an insight there? So, look, private equity is the younger cousin to the antitrust practice, I think. The antitrust practice is clearly the single most important practice of the firm. It has the most talented people, the most interesting cases, and we obviously have the most fun. Um, More seriously, the antitrust practice is really an interesting practice because it sits between the transactional practices and the litigation practice. You do both deal work and contentious work in your seat. And and I think that's, you know, that's a huge benefit um, to see both sides of the practice. You get a bunch of transferable skills, you know, some transfer into your deal work, some transfer into your litigation work, and some transfer into your counseling work. And you're, you know, you're doing this complicated mix of economics and law and policy and facts. And I think that's a really rewarding experience. Um, you know, our challenge is almost always in understanding the client's business and the impact of a particular conduct or a particular deal on on the client's business and a, and on a market. And you know that's that's hugely interesting for me. That's just more exciting and more um, tangible than than some of the other um, practices that we have here. It's the sort of thing that gets me out of bed in the morning, um, and you know gets me excited to understand how the economics of competition really work in the marketplace and i know that you two haven't signed up for antitrust yet so i think you're you're missing out i'm looking forward to seeing those applications in the next seat <laughs> time will time will tell um but richard before we leave um we always like to give uh, our audience kind of a holistic overview of what the people at, at ropes and gray are like you know we don't want to think we're all just a bunch of lawyers staring at our screens all day and i know that you, you definitely aren't so you know you give us sort of, sort of an interesting fact about yourself, something that, that we might not expect. So I grew up in the in the mean streets of rural Warwickshire. And so, you know, in those mean streets, it won't surprise you to know that I'm a diehard fan of 90s hardcore gangster rap. It's not a chorus for Snoop Dogg or Ice Cube or Ice-T or NWA that I don't know, right? And uh, if, you, if you want to test me on that, catch me at the Christmas party. I think on that note, as you, as you mentioned him, to quote Ice Cube Richard, thank you very much. Today was a good day. Thank you so much again to Rucha for his time. Uh, please follow us on both uh, Twitter and Instagram. The handle is RopesGreyGrads. And feel free to get in touch with us via those social media handles if you have any questions or thoughts for future episodes, and we'll fit them in. Yeah, and uh, hopefully, you know, we've given you, you guys lots of things to, to think about. And if, you know, you found this, this podcast episode useful, you can always follow us on social media um, as discussed to kind of keep up to date with all things um, Ropes and Grey. But otherwise, that's that's really it for today. Um, see you for our next episode where we'll be talking to even more inspirational figures at Ropes and Grey and provide you insights into the firm's culture and how you can succeed as a trainee and junior lawyer. Thank you.